I'm Adam Epstein, and I'm a dirty moderate. Hello, dirty moderates. If it is a Thursday or Friday, whenever you're listening to this, it is Stay Dirty, Stay Moderate Day. I'm really loving doing these, by the way. And thanks so much, guys, for listening. Thank you always for all the support. I know that a lot of people who listen to this podcast hear me interviewing guests, which is obviously the thrust of the whole idea, but also want to get my take on the week's events. And I, I enjoy doing it. It makes me think, makes me learn, makes me really want to come and talk to you guys about, again, we always say this every week, discoursing, dialoguing, having really a, a discussion as Americans about who we are, what we share in common, and how we disagree. And, and it's okay to disagree. So we like to do here is talk about disagreeing. And you know, disagreement isn't fatal or final. What I mean by that is, is that you can disagree with somebody and still work with them, which is what I want to talk about today. First and foremost, we at Dirty Moderate make endorsements. So far, we've endorsed Liz Cheney for re-election because we are not partisan here. Uh, and when we see fit, the Republicans who've held up the banner of truth and been courageous uh, in the face of traitorous lies, I think, deserve our praise, our endorsement. That's what we believe. Uh, Raphael Warnock in Georgia, see in a tough race against Herschel Walker. Val Demings will be challenging Marco Rubio in Florida, also in a tough race. Governor Laura Kelly, probably the most endangered governor who is running as a Democrat. She's running in deep red Kansas. Hard to believe she won four years ago, but she did. We proudly endorsed her for her common sense leadership. And the alternative would be a Trump Republican, obviously. And you know what? We're going to endorse Lisa Murkowski. And before everybody gasps and say, whoa, 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 what do you mean? Let's talk about, let's talk about Lisa. Lisa Murkowski is the daughter Frank Murkowski. Frank Murkowski was a longtime senator from Alaska. And then when he went off to be governor, she filled out the rest of his term. It's about 20 years ago, in about 2002. And Lisa, you only tend to hear about in the news when there's sort of a critical vote and people look to the quote unquote Republicans, sane, normal, moderate Republicans for votes. Uh, most recent example, her vote, which was really terrific. And I don't know how it plays in Alaska, probably plays well with some and not so well with others. Her vote to confirm the eminently qualified Katanji Brown Jackson. She met Romney and Susan Collins did that to ensure her appointment to the Supreme Court. Murkowski is a pro-choice senator, pro-choice Republican. She has also been incredibly I'd say pragmatic about her conservatism or her moderation in the way she, or excuse me, in, in the way she uses moderation to be conservative. That's probably a better way to put it. Uh, no Democrat is running, by the way, in Alaska for this seat. They have what's called ranked choice voting. You might be familiar with that. They're doing it more and more. And you saw it in New York with Eric Adams, where the top four vote getters, everybody, everybody, it's an open primary, basically. And then it comes down to the top four vote getters. And that gets wheedled, wheedled down and wheedled down until somebody wins. She has competition, Lisa does, from a Trump publican on the right, who is a Trump-endorsed, election-lying seditionist, who obviously thinks that any of Lisa's decent votes, which also include, by the way, opposing Brett Kavanaugh to the court for reasons behavioral and I think ideological, being a very big supporter of the recent bipartisan infrastructure bill, and she voted to make sure that the Affordable Care Act, that Obamacare was preserved back in 2017 when McCain's famous thumbs down to save it too so it wouldn't be repealed, went televised, viral. Yeah, you know, Lisa was one of those votes, those important votes. You guys who listen here know that I'm not, a, I'm not on the left. I wish, I lament all the time the 
moral and philosophical collapse of the party of Abraham Lincoln into a cult, into a hateful place full of kooks, weirdos, clowns, reprobates, white supremacists, Nazi sympathizers, and, 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 and all that, all in the name of Donald John Trump, all in the service of this man who did so much damage to democracy. And Lisa, of course, voted to convict him for inciting the January 6th riots. So all around, when you look at Murkowski and you realize there isn't really a liberal alternative, and to be fair, I was just talking about this with one of my producers, if we, if the Democrats, I shouldn't say we, if the Democrats had a larger majority in the Senate, I might still vote for her if that majority didn't hang in the balance, not because I favor everything that they're doing, but I do believe for all their imperfections, the Democrats care about democracy and the majority of the Republican Party does not. Okay. Obviously, I believe Mitt Romney does, and I do believe there are other governors, Congress people, Liz Cheney, of course, the outgoing Adam Kinzinger. Uh, a lot of people are retiring or those who are staying to fight really put their seats in peril as the sort of swath of Trumpism you know, envelops that party. So it is with no qualifications, actually, and no need to apologize or, I don't know, may, make any excuses for why we endorse Lisa Murkowski. Not that we would, not that we would, but there are people that still couldn't understand why we endorse Liz Cheney. And I said, well, a Democrat's not winning in that seat either. But doesn't Liz Cheney, who's risked her career for, but she doesn't have to, right, to go up against these clowns and these lunatics, probably will lose her seat. It's an open primary in Wyoming, by the way, send her money because Democrats, it's not ranked choice voting like Alaska, but Democrats can vote in there. Don't you think that, that that's worth fighting for? Because right here, right, we always talk about every week, we fight like hell for democracy. That's what we're doing, right? Democracy first, country first, country over party. And six more years of Murkowski means you have a, a truth teller on the Republican side. You have somebody that will be honorable on the issues that count. You may not agree with her on everything. I don't know that I agree with her on everything, but I don't agree with Joe Biden and the Democrats on everything. So, you know, if the Republican nominee of a, for a particular race is not a truth-denying cretin, as I like to call them, then I think that, that they're worth our look. You know, there's an honorable tradition in this country of bipartisanship and moderate republicanism. People reaching across the aisle, I know to generation today, that seems crazy, but let's talk about that, okay? The center, Arthur Schlesinger Jr., after World War II, famous political writer, Kennedy aide and thinker of American history, called it the vital center. You know, this sort of overall deep commitment where Republicans and Democrats believe that we should have progress, we should move forward, we should be able to have a shot at the American dream, we should be able to live better than our parents did. Those, those dreams have been sorely tested, obviously, and strained for a generation growing up with war and recession and COVID now and, and one crisis after other, especially the last two decades. But there is so many instances where a Lisa Murkowski existed in yesteryear. This past December, the great Bob Dole of Kansas died. Bob, Bob Dole, for those who don't know who he was, was the one of the longest serving senators. Um, he was a Senate majority leader and a Senate minority leader on and off. He was famously the 1996 Republican presidential nominee. Uh, he was defeated by Bill Clinton, who won a second term. Dole was also the 1976 vice presidential nominee to then President Gerald Ford. And they also were defeated by Jimmy Carter and Walter Mondale in 1976, the Democratic ticket. But Dole, throughout his career, from a young congressman in Kansas to a senator, to a national candidate, 
was an old-fashioned Lincoln Republican. You know, he represented a district in Kansas. I, I mean, by all accounts, probably had one or two black people in it, if at all. And back in the 60s, with no camera on him and nobody scrutinizing him, what did he do? He voted for the Civil Rights Act of 64. He voted for the Voting Rights Act of 65. And then in 1968, he voted for the third of those important, you know, landmark civil rights bills, the Fair Housing Act of 1968. Um, Dole exemplified a kind of Murkowski centrism in a lot of ways. And at the time, he was considered more conservative than, than maybe other moderate Republicans were. There were always Rockefeller Republicans named after Nelson Rockefeller, governor of long-term governor of New York. And Nelson Rockefeller was the vice president of the United States briefly for Gerald Ford. When Nixon resigned, Ford took over and there was a vacancy in the vice presidency, right? Because Gerald Ford became president. And he appointed and Senate confirmed Nelson Rockefeller, a very, very liberal Republican who they thought was too liberal, actually, to run on the ticket. Hence, Bob Dole came on. But that didn't mean Bob Dole was that conservative. Bob Dole's a World War II veteran. He injured, famously injured his hand and his arm in Italy in an Italian foxhole. He spent 18 months recovering in a bed. He was embittered to a degree by that, but never forgot his sacrifice. And often did the right thing. He and then Senator Hubert Humphrey also was a vice president of the United States made sure that school lunches were available to all kids. No one goes hungry. It's a federal entitlement. That was Bob Dole. Uh, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not here to be, this is not the Bob Dole fan club or Bob Dole variety show. I'm just using him. He's an avatar of what we're talking about when we endorse people like Murkowski. And he was more the norm than the exception in, uh, for most of the years in our politics, certainly the years following World War II and the 1960s, 70s, 80s. Dole and George McGovern, George McGovern was the 1972 Democratic nominee, famously vanquished, slaughtered by a reelected Richard Nixon. That was one of the two elections in the past 50 years where there was a 49 state win. That's right. Richard Nixon beat Senator George McGovern. McGovern is of South Dakota. He did not carry his home state. He only carried Massachusetts and Washington, D.C., which is in a state, but they have three electoral votes. Nixon cruised over him, you know, deeming him out of touch and far left all the same thing the Republicans do now. But he was a very popular senator from South Dakota for a long time. And he and Bob Dole, both representing farm states, made sure that the food stamp program for poor farmers, but everybody, you don't be a farmer, but it applies to many people in farms. It applies to people in disadvantaged neighborhoods. It helps them survive. That was a Bob Dole cooperative measure too. In 1982, he and a New York Democrat, one of my heroes in politics, Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan, a legend who had actually worked in the Johnson and Nixon and Ford administration in a variety of capacities. He was also an ambassador under Gerald Ford, I believe, to India. He was elected in the 70s, um, served in New York until he retired. Hillary Clinton, also all for the political junkies, became a senator of New York when Moynihan decided to retire uh, in the year 2000. Hillary was elected and served her six-year term. She was reelected and, of course, first ran for president in 08. The point being Dolan Moynihan. I want to give you guys all the scuttlebutt here, right? All the political geek stuff that you may or may not know. I love this stuff. Dole and Moynihan saved Social Security, which was on its way to becoming insolvent. They restored its fiscal, its fiscal durability. Bob Dole also championed the Martin Luther King holiday. It was passed in 83 and went into effect in 85. I the majority of people voted for it. Not everybody. You still had your so- Southern racists then, open racists, you know, segregationists and stuff. And you had sort of weird libertarian types that said, well, the federal government should make this a holiday. It was preposterous. Um, anyway, that's been a national holiday on the, I think it's the third Monday of every January. Again, Bob Dole stepping forward on behalf of the civil rights community and Americans, majority of Americans who wanted to honor Dr. King and honor his legacy. So 
Murkowski obviously is not Bob Dole. Murkowski is a senator from Alaska. Alaska leans pretty individualistically and kind of in a libertarian sense. I mean, she's been able to govern from the center. Let it be known that in 2010, she lost the Republican primary to an extremist. She ran as an independent and won in the state of Alaska. So she was elected in 2010, finished out her dad's term, 2002, and then she was up for re-election. And she, in 2010, she didn't win the primary. Republican Party of Alaska, even then, going Tea Party mad, didn't nominate her. She won anyway. She was then re-elected, re-elected in 2016, the year of Trump. Could have been a year to throw her out. She got elected. So here we are. So she senator served six-year terms, 2022, Lisa Murkowski is up for re-election. That's why we endorsed her. And it's interesting because she will be opposed on the far right, again, by a truth-denying Trump publican. Can't have that, folks. And Lisa's been very, very cooperative, very bipartisan in a lot of things. Not everything shouldn't have to be. She didn't win as an independent. She still caucuses with the Republican Party, but as a Republican, unlike Bernie Sanders, who identifies as an independent, but he caucuses with the Democrats, or Angus King of Maine also identifies as an independent caucuses with the Democrats, and that counts toward the the majority party uh, numbers, meaning if Lisa Murkowski were to say she caucuses with the Democrats, they'd have Democrats with 51 votes. But she, as I said, daughter of a very famous Alaska Republican. Alaska has obviously a huge Native American population, and she has been terrific steward of tribal rights and Native American progress, and very supportive of our current Interior Secretary, Deb Holland, who was the first Native American to hold a cabinet position voted for, obviously, for her confirmation, where many in the GOP didn't, Secretary of Interior. Um, and obviously, that deals with the wilderness, wildlife, national parks, all that stuff. And as you know, Alaska is not what you would call urban nor suburban. So there's issues in Alaska, right, that she may vote, or, vote on that one may, someone may or may not disagree, but that's what people of Alaska want. The great thing about America is we have 50 states, and I always say this, the federal government shouldn't be telling a rancher in Montana what to charge for their rancher fees or their cattle fees. Stay out of it. It's not their business. It makes people then go in and vote for some of these hard right people, despite it, because they don't want that heavy-handed government. And then we get these monsters in there. And a lot of people who are voting that aren't monsters. They just don't want bureaucrats in Washington. It sounds like rhetoric, but it isn't telling them what to do. Same thing. There are people in Alaska, good people, good independent people, dirty moderates that like Lisa for holding the line being committed to the American idea, this American experiment, which seems to always be struggling to survive, but none like now. I mean, again, when I say that we had a civil war in the 19th century, we've been tested and tried and the Great Depression. And of course, World War II didn't come to our shores, but we went there. But it almost feels as if now more than ever, America hangs precipitously in the balance, right? This nearly 250 year idea of self-government, the most successful experiment of self-government ever known. And part of that success, part of this dream that we all keep dreaming about, you know, a more perfect union is because we can have people who are honorable public servants who we don't necessarily agree with, or we do agree with, or we agree with on part of the platform, not the whole thing. And that's okay. Got to get away from this party line stuff, guys. The center of gravity in America is in the middle. Most people are dirty moderates. I think Americans would love if there was a practical aspect of politics, politics being bread and butter, material, pragmatic. Am I going to have enough money to pay my rent? I buy groceries? Are the kids going to be safe at school? Politics comes down to sort of that brass tax, bread and butter, how does it affect me thing. The people of Alaska like that Lisa seems to fight for them. 
I keep calling her Lisa. Like I know her. I apologize. Senator Murkowski. But anyway, let's talk about Lisa is the name of this, right? And we proudly endorse her and we proudly wish her success. That seat does not fall to a Trump Republican. But we also wish America could get back to governing and stop partisan squabbling and hating. And I know it sounds Pollyannish. It sounds naive, but it isn't. That's why I think you guys listen to me here and I appreciate it. That's why we've gained so much traction as a young podcast. I think it's why America came together to vote out Donald Trump. I mean, the, the, the best of us or the best of our intentions are still there. There is a loud minority that wants to turn this democracy upside down into an authoritarian shithouse. And then there are people on the far left who vote with those people against Ukraine and for Putin because they don't like America. On either extreme, I would argue these people do not like America. But the rest of us, the rest of us, the great majority, the vital center, we love America. We really do. We love her for all her her lies, omissions, sins, and faults, but what country doesn't have her. We love her because we're still going to try to keep on keeping uh, and realizing some sense of what it means to be an American. We're willing to change. We're willing to grow. Change is hard. It can be scary, but it's worth it. People who believe in this experiment are people we believe in. And we'd like to see Lisa Murkowski elected from Alaska. She is a Republican senator, and we endorse her. Folks, it is always good to talk to you. And again, I can't thank you enough for your support. Till next time, stay dirty and stay moderate.